Today is Friday, November the 17th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. House Speaker Mike Johnson appears to be ready to move forward with the impeachment of Joe Biden. Johnson has called on key witnesses to testify under oath in response to a request coming from those who are leading the House investigation. Johnson spoke with Fox News Digital, saying that the inquiry so far has revealed corrupt conduct coming from the president's family and that Joe Biden and his staff have repeatedly lied about his involvement or knowledge of what his family members were doing. Johnson referred to tens of millions of dollars being funneled to shell companies that were under the control of Hunter Biden, James Biden, and others. That money came from foreign adversaries. Johnson believes the witnesses need to be placed under oath and questioned. The Democratic National Committee headquarters in Washington, D.C. was assailed by hundreds of angry pro-Hamas protesters who claim that the Democratic Party is not doing enough to secure peace in the Middle East. The protesters were so enraged about not having peace that six D.C. police officers were injured trying to keep the angry protesters for peace away from the front doors of the building. They pepper sprayed us. They've been wrestling with us. They're doing shit right behind you right now. We are demanding a ceasefire for the people of Gaza. And this is how they treat us. One member of Congress, who's a Democrat, told Axios News that the mob was so violent it scared him more than the events on January 6th, which is quite a statement since the Democrats and the mainstream media have sought to portray January 6th as akin to 9-11 and the Civil War all rolled into one. Police arrested dozens of people and ended up using pepper spray to move the whole mob away from the building. Members of the DNC had to be evacuated. A Utah jury has found John Sullivan guilty of various charges surrounding January 6th. Sullivan argued that he was inside the Capitol building in the capacity of a journalist and even filmed the fatal shooting of Ashley Babbitt. However, Sullivan was charged as an agitator who incited more violent action from the crowd due to what he was heard saying on tape. Sullivan was also wearing a ballistic vest and used a bullhorn alongside of his camera. Sullivan has a background history of supporting Antifa and Black Lives Matter. On the topic of attacks, the man who used a hammer to attack the husband of Nancy Pelosi last year has been found guilty by a jury. David DePape was charged with breaking into Pelosi's San Francisco home in October of 2022 and attacking Paul Pelosi with a hammer that fractured his skull. He was charged with kidnapping and assault and faces up to 50 years in prison. DePape was charged by federal prosecutors in this case and will also face further charges from the state of California. The former Minneapolis police officer involved in the arrest of George Floyd in 2020 and was subsequently charged with George Floyd's death now wants a new trial. Derek Chavin says he was deprived of trial evidence regarding the real cause of death for Floyd. Chavin is seen putting his knee on Floyd's neck as he's being handcuffed on the ground. Chavin says that this move was not the cause of death for Floyd and cited the work of a pathologist in Kansas who reviewed the entire autopsy report on Floyd and says that a rare tumor caused an adrenaline surge that proved to be fatal for Floyd. A Michigan judge has ruled that Donald Trump's name cannot be prohibited from the presidential primary ballot. Judge James Redford determined that Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson must place all names on the ballot according to state law. The judge said that it's up to Congress to determine if Trump is disqualified from running for president based on the accusations against him regarding the events of January 6th. However, the U.S. House tried to impeach Trump already over the January 6th events, but he was acquitted in the U.S. Senate. And speaking of Trump, an appeals court judge has temporarily lifted the gag order that was placed on Trump by the New York judge that is presiding over the civil fraud case brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James. 
The Trump legal team had appealed the gag order that was placed last week by Judge Arthur Engeron. They say that the judge is not impartial in this case and is seeking to stifle any complaints from the defendant on misconduct or bias that's being witnessed or recorded in the public courtroom. Trump first raised the ire of Judge Engeron when he posted a picture of the judge's law clerk who is heavily involved in this case. That picture shows the law clerk with Democrat Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Trump called the law clerk Schumer's girlfriend. The appeals judge specifically lifted the gag order on Trump for making comments about Engeron's staff, at least while the appeals process is underway. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism, where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. There were several stories related to January 6th that I mentioned in the national news update today. The one about John Sullivan is very interesting due to his ties to Antifa and BLM. Sullivan was recently convicted by a jury, as you know, but up until this point, Sullivan has been walking as a free man on bail, which is a much different scenario to other J6 people who are still sitting in jail awaiting trial years later, and they've not been allowed bail at all. Another person who was not slammed into jail days after the J6 events is Ray Epps. He's currently facing misdemeanor charges years later, even though Epps is also caught on tape, just like Sullivan, inciting the crowds to go into the Capitol. Epps did the incitement, but he never did the actual action of going into the Capitol building. Truth in Media and journalist Laura Logan have done further investigation into Ray Epps, and I featured parts of that documentary on The Daily Inc. a few weeks ago. This week, Truth and Media dropped another part of their Ray Epps story, which also includes a person who caught Epps on video. His name is Tim Jirney, but he goes by Baked Alaska as a YouTube live streamer. Jirney did go into the Capitol building and he walked around videotaping. As a result, Journey was tracked down by the FBI. Here is how that all went down as he talked to Laura Logan. I was driving home from D.C. in Houston, Texas, and there was someone who came to my door, and it, it was a guy, a towel guy, and he said, excuse me, do you need more towels? I was like, no, and I, I was barely awake, and I shut the door, and I was like, I could have sworn that guy had a vest on, like a bulletproof vest, on, and he was in a hotel uniform. I went down to my parking garage to get my rental car, 20 U.S. Marshals jumped out, get on the ground, guns, rifles, threw me on the ground, handcuffed me, and it was just like they sent the whole squad over to make this big scene, wasted taxpayer money, put me in danger. For what? We, my attorney and I, said, if you want us, right. I'm going to peacefully surrender. And, and and that happened not just with me, but with everyone. I've heard stories of doors getting kicked down and, you know, these these late night or morning raids and the family having to go through the trauma. It, it's absolutely insane. And so I, I had PTSD just from that. And Journey also describes the constraints that have been placed on him by the U.S. government when it comes to any international travel now that he's been labeled an insurrectionist by the FBI for entering that building. I would guess I'm probably on a never ending investigation because they, you know, they, they want to find any reason to put me behind bars. Are you on any uh, no fly list or anything like that? I am on the quad S list, it's called. So every time I fly, four S's appear in the top left of my ticket. I can't check in online. I got to go about three hours early. They have to manually call Homeland Security, treat me like a terrorist, 
go through every single thing I own with a bomb squad and all, I'm not joking, and then pat me down in every way possible, and then I get to the gate and it's not done. Then they come back again, pat me down in front of everybody. And so really what this is, it's a humiliation tactic. Intimidation. They, they want to humiliate me, intimidate me, in the public square and say, this is what we're doing to Baked Alaska. And if you speak up, if you step out of line, they're going to do it to you. There will be more to come about Ray Epps in next week's report. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.